0: 630 Chad inside sports with Reed Wilkins weekdays at six on 630 Chad. Brian Hartman just gave me the finger. I'm going to do the show anyway, though. I thought that was quite rude of him. Hey, how are you doing? <laughs> oh my, wasn't that something I, 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 I'm really surprised that nobody jumped on this. Well, unless I, unless I didn't see it. I, I know I mentioned that I don't spend a ton of time on, on social media, but I'm still on there. I'm surprised that nobody jumped on this for like some Oilers fan or one of the fan sites or whatever. And like there was no mass uh, like organized thing where Oilers fans like take a picture of themselves with their middle finger up and tweet it at the Minnesota Wild. I'm surprised that didn't happen. But Maybe it can still happen if they meet in the playoffs. I'm sure there will be something like if if they uh, if if they meet in the playoffs and they they use the uh, the Hall of Fame room for the visiting team, which I I think they did in 2017. At least the visiting coach spoke in the Hall of Fame room there along t- uh, along 104th Avenue, and as you you can hear on 6:30, Chet or if you you watch the the post game that's there, the the fans get quite excited, especially after an Order's win. And you you hear the MVP chants when McDavid's speaking and there's been some Woody chants since Woodcroft took over and, and stuff like that, people being very excited because you know the big windows there and people can line outside and, and watch the players do their post game. Can you imagine like if a member of a, the Minnesota whether it was Hartman or not, the next if a member of the Minnesota Wild were to ever speak there? <laughs> It would just be, it would just be hundreds of middle fingers extended towards the window. Anyway, I'm not going to flip any of you off tonight. Hopefully, we'll have some fun on the show. Here's what's going on in the National Hockey League: the uh, Rangers lead the Flyers one That That is the start of the second period. Early in the second period, the Blue Jackets lead the Canadians. One nothing. Roslovich is 16th, just four shots on goal for the Habs. And it's going to be the Kings up against the Avalanche. And that is the game tonight which most affects the Edmonton Oilers. If the Kings were to win, they would tie the Oilers with 90 points. The advantage for Edmonton would be two games in hand. So uh, the Oilers will have two games in hand uh, on the Kings after tonight. And they'll either have a one or two point lead or they'll be tied. So the Oilers still looking good to get into the postseason. Still a lot of work to be done. Big game coming up on Saturday against the uh, Vegas Golden Knights. The the magic number for the Orders to finish ahead of Vegas. And, I you know, Van, Vancouver is still in the mix. And obviously LA can finish ahead of the Orders, But it's, you know, the odds are that it's just if you finish ahead of Vegas, You're going to be second or third in the division, and you won't have to worry about the wild card. The magic number in terms of points is 12, so that's the total number of points that either the Oilers get or the Golden Knights don't get that uh, would get the Oilers to finish ahead of the Golden Knights for sure. So, For example, on Saturday, if the Oilers won in regulation time, they would get two themselves, Vegas wouldn't win two. So that would be four off the total right there. So that's a pretty significant game. But first, the other the uh, Oilers got to worry about the Nashville Predators. That is tomorrow on 6.30. Chad Furness family, Oilers hockey will start with the face-off show at 4.30 and the puck will drop at 6. Also tonight, the uh, baseball story. Blue Jays leading the Yankees 3 nothing. That is in the top of the fourth. Berrios back on the hill for the Blue Jays, who uh, didn't last long in his first outing of the season. So far, so good. Three strikeouts, just one hit allowed, a couple of walks through three innings against the Yankees. NBA playoffs, well, it's that play-in tournament. The the NBA brought this in, uh, what was it, for uh, 2020? They had sort of a play-in, and then they refined it last year. So seventh place plays eighth. The winner gets into the playoffs. The loser gets a second chance. I guess it's sort of like that page playoff format that they use in curling. Sometimes it's just with teams lower down. So anyway, it's ninth in the uh, East against 10th in the East. So the winner advances to play the loser of the other game. Uh, And the loser is out. So it's the Hawks leading the Hornets 54-41 late in the second quarter. Spurs and Pelicans ninth and 10th in the West are going to play a little bit later on. Thanks a lot for tuning in tonight. My name is Reed Wilkins. Uh, Of course, we are pleased to continue to be the home of your Edmonton Elks. 29th season coming up this summer and fall. Dave Campbell and Morley Scott, their 12th year together. It's going to be doing the play-by-play and color, man, oh man, those guys have uh, meant a lot to me and uh, they're so good working together. And Brandon Escott, who is the producer of Oilers now with Bob Stauffer, he's going to be taking on more responsibilities. He'll be hosting a 90-minute pregame show and a postgame show. Uh, so uh, going to be an awesome experience for him and a well-deserved opportunity. And we are pleased to tell you the two members of the Edmonton Elks are going to check in a little bit later on tonight. I'm really looking forward to having like, – like both these guys have been on the show – We've never had them on at the same time before, and uh, I think they get along pretty well. David Beard and Mark Cordy, both offensive linemen for the Edmonton Elks, will be joining me between 7.30 and 8. we got two members of the Edmonton Oil Kings coming up between 7 and 7.30. Neighbors and Gunther, both great players for the Oil Kings. Both uh, you know are going to be having NHL careers in the not-too-distant future. And Hal Gill... Radio analyst for the National Predators. I always love talking to him. And the Predators are an intriguing team. And I've been talking about it for a few weeks now that I think Roman Yossi is the leading candidate for the Hart Trophy. So I want to ask Hal Gill about that. And I'll ask him about middle fingers as well. I wonder if he ever got one or gave one. Probably not. I mean, I, you know, I, again, I, I looked up NHL obscene gesture after that happened last night. And uh, there was the Andrew Ference one where he was said it he had the glove malfunction against the the Montreal Canadiens actually making the gesture towards the fans. So anyway, maybe we'll get a story or two from Hal Gill out of that. So, anyway, that is your uh, scoreboard update here, and of course, I'm happy to hear from you at seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three. The hotline is presented by Certainteed. The pro's choice for roofing, siding, drywall, insulation, and ceiling system. CertainTeed Pro all the way. You can email inside sports at 630Ched.com. And, of course, you can uh, reach me on Twitter or tweet me pictures of your middle finger if you want. At Reed Wilkins, R-E-I-D-W-I-L-K-I-N-S. So the Oilers practiced in Nashville today. And maybe you saw some pictures on social media. They, they, uh, they went to a smaller rank. And it was the old uh, change in one building and get on the bus and your equipment and uh, walk into the rink and throw your skates on a uh, good picture here of who do we have in this photo? They're sitting on some grass in their equipment. It looks like you got Keith Dreisaitl, Barry Cassian and Hyman sitting on the grass. looks like Kane and nurse are standing up talking as a group. There's someone in the background. I, I can't see kind of an interesting looking photo guys in full hockey gear, except for their skates sitting on the lawn of uh, some arena or something waiting for the bus or just chilling out. Uh, Jay Woodcroft commented on uh, that experience and today's practice. I thought it was a good day for us today. We uh, had some good meetings and uh, a really good uh, practice. I thought there was good pace and
1: good energy um, allowed us to to work on things that we saw last night and also get better uh, and prepare for a really good team in Nashville. I know it's a really small thing but I know small things matter. Just kind of the atmosphere around the group, dressing here, taking a bus, taking a lot of guys back to junior, seemed yeah. like a pretty good atmosphere today. Yeah I, yeah, I thought it was, it brings it back to when you're a little kid and and uh, dressing and driving, so to speak. But I also really liked uh, the fact that it was in a tight little
0: arena today because I thought you could hear the, um, uh, the enjoyment of the players because the acoustics were what they were. And, and uh, we got what we needed today
1: and... Um, be ready for tomorrow night.
0: All right, a little bit there from uh, Jay Woodcroft as the Oilers get ready for the Predators. By the way, if you you probably heard already, Hartman was fined four thousand two hundred and fifty dollars for the, uh, the 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 NHL called it unsportsmanlike conduct. They did they I guess it was they don't want to use the, like is is saying the finger the middle finger is that like a swear is that naughty? Can you not just say? Like, they didn't even say for an inappropriate gesture or something like that. just unsportsmanlike conduct. It's like, okay, I think we all know what it, what it was. Uh, we got Lewis standing by on the certainty hotline. Lewis, go ahead.
1: Hey, how
0: are you? I'm doing well, man. How are you?
1: Good, good, good. Love the orders, Love your show. Listen to the uh, 12-2 show as well. I love it. I love that, you know, we're, we're big fans of the orders. A lot of the comments that I hear on these uh, uh, these shows are, you know, we're, I I believe the Oilers lack team toughness. It's not so much the casting, not so much the, the nurses and the guys that, uh, you know, go up and, and, and do that they, they, day in, day out. It's just a team. Like, like what happened yesterday with Kane, like that whole team has to get behind each other. Right? I think that's what we lack. And playoffs are coming and it ramps up. And that's been a common theme with the Oilers. Like, Calgary manhandles teams because they they use the body at every opportunity, and it seems like the Oilers were scared to do that, you know. And where is Nima Leinen? Like Nima was to me was one of the best uh, players that came up because he actually he, he's a deterrent for those forwards. How do you slow down a fast team? You hit them at every chance, you know. So.
0: Well, I'm going to tell you something, Lewis. First of all, I I generally agree with what you're saying. Please. Um. And I, I know some people are going to hate to hear this, but but I think there's some things that are just staring you in the face, and and they're true, even if they make you uncomfortable or might make you a little pessimistic about the fate of your team. Is is that the Oilers are, are generally not built as as a physical team? I, I think they they have some players who can play physically, and, and certainly uh, Kane, uh, you know Nurse uh, at times. I think you want Nurse on the ice. Is, much as possible. I, I think they have some players who can play heavy and forecheck and can protect the puck dry and Hyman and, uh, and, and, and again, Kane, I think they have some players who are persistent, but uh, you know, are they, are they a rugged, nasty team as a group? Do they have enough of those players? And I'm, and I'm sorry, I don't think any team, even tough teams have 18 skaters that are like that. But, but I do think that's a concern going into the playoffs. Um, you, you know, should have the Oilers started a line brawl last night? Well, I, I don't think so. And I, I mean, maybe if different players had been on the ice with Kane. Uh, other than Yamamoto, Barry McLeod and Kulak, maybe that would have escalated a a little more. Maybe if Mike Smith were the goaltender, something something would have happened uh, with Cam Talbot again. But I I just, I understand what you're saying. I just don't know how much it's going to change for the postseason. I think if the Oilers are successful in the playoffs, I don't know if they're going to win that way because that's not one of their strengths. Now, the playoffs do bring things out in players and you hope that they they realize, okay, we're in the postseason. We have to do things that maybe we are not comfortable doing. But you're right, they're not Calgary that, you know, lost Giordano, but then went out and got some other bulky defenseman and can defend the slot and uh, and pound the crap out of players. So I, I think that's a fair point. I think your point on Nima Linen is well taken. I don't know if he's ready to be a full-time NHL or jumping into the postseason quite yet. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to Bluenile.com. That's Bluenile.com. More about us as we move along tonight. I know there's uh, another folk or two on hold here. we got to get to a quick timeout first. It's Inside Sports on chat. Good to have you tuning in tonight. We've got the uh, Blue Jackets and the Canadians on the uh, television. Eight and a half minutes left in the second period. Blue Jackets leading that one one nothing. We got an Oilers game tomorrow. Remember that Saturday game is a 2 p.m. start at Rogers Place. Faceoff show is going to be at uh, 12.30. Inside sports at uh, 630chett.com is the uh, email. The Big L says the best play amongst so few last night by an Oiler was Evander Kane's rough stuff leading up to Hartman's salute to profanity. (laughs) That caller was spot on. The Oilers really need Kane's consistent nastiness and the fact he's so talented offensively is a plus. Cassian shows up periodically and Nurse will turn on the aggression if the cards are thrown down. But Kane has his finger on the trigger from puck drop. Hopefully his short stint with Edmonton isn't enough to convince teams to offer him a big salary and contract and he can be signed for another year or two. That is from the big L appreciate that. Oh, did you send me a picture too, the big L (laughs) it is a picture of bugs, bunny reclining and eating a carrot. And the caption says Wednesday. It's like the middle finger of the week. Thank you, big L you continue to entertain me after all these years, we got Sir Robert on the line as well. Sir Robert, go ahead. Uh, hey, Reed. How you
1: doing? Good. Well, you know, I think, uh, you know, I think last night, honestly, uh, I gotta say, you know, last night about the game, I think that was, I think it was a bit of a one-off. Because you know what, I mean, the the Oilers, they're what twelve, three and two in their last seventeen. So, I mean, you know what, I think, uh, you know what, I think they're gonna bounce back tomorrow against Nashville. Personally, I think, uh, you know what, they they I mean. Is a, you know, is, I mean, like a win tomorrow and a win on Saturday, the Oilers, they could be, I, I, well, because I think he said that
0: the magic number to officially allow it's, us to finish out of Vegas is 12. Yeah, it's so, 12 uh, to finish out of Vegas. So and Vegas plays Calgary tomorrow. Yeah, so, well uh, yeah, so like a, a win tomorrow, Vegas lost, a win on Saturday, that number's suddenly down to, like, four. Yep. So, so, yeah, so, no,
1: I think, the, you know what, I think they're still in good shape. So I think it's going to be good. All right, Reed, thanks.
0: Yeah, appreciate it, sir, Robert. Uh, Yeah, I mean, things could change really quickly. I mean, if the Oilers win their next two games and Vegas lose, well, I mean... they play Vegas on Saturday. So if Vegas lost tomorrow and then the Oilers beat them on Saturday, all of a sudden it might be Vancouver actually closer in the standings to Edmonton by that point. So, again, they continue to be in a very advantageous position, but they uh, they got to finish it off. But to, just to go back to what Lewis called in about, we were 74 games into the season. We, we've seen the Oilers go through some ups and downs this year. I, I, again, I don't identify them as one of the top contenders for the Stanley Cup, but I think you got to get into the playoffs and then start going and see what happens. I, I sort of feel like, though, we, if if and when they are eliminated, we I feel like we know. Well, maybe I shouldn't say we. I feel like I know how it's going to happen. They just won't quite be good enough to handle the offensive pressure from a from a team that can skate that can hit, and that can finish. I think when the Oilers are successful, they're able to forecheck themselves. They might not do it with the, the physical fervor as some other teams, they, but they can do it with dogged pursuit and with some skill and, and with some more depth up front than we've ever seen. And, of course, goaltending at both ends of the ice is going to factor in. But I, I, I sort of feel at this point of the season, are, are there going to be any surprises necessarily in terms of games in which the Oilers are successful or unsuccessful. I I don't know if there's going to be anything huge. I think it's just going to come down to execution or maybe a couple players getting hot at the the right time or on the other side of the ledger, maybe a couple players not being able to quite perform in the playoffs like they had in the regular season. Hal Gill's coming up. 630 Chad inside sports with Reed Wilkins weekdays at six on 630 Chad.